The young rat folk crouches amidst the compacted tangle of metal debris, ignoring the increasingly annoyed inflection and the echo of his name from further behind in the tunnel. He begins quickly pulling away the rusted sheet of metal that he had embedded in the wall of junk days ago, carefully working out the corners of his near-seamless hide. Fof hears a crash, followed by a plinking avalanche of small metallic bits, the sound jumbled with growl curses. Cojin, garbage waste of time, either in me. Finally, a second ratfolk scrambles over a bank of earth, studded with prongs of some green oxidized substance. I told you, Fof, there ain't nothing down in these tunnels but picked over trash and a dead end. This is a waste of time. He looks at his paw, and a fine way to get cut and find yourself rust sick. He misses a foothold near the end of his descent and slips, but manages to break the fall with a rough cartwheeling motion. He's called tetanus. The other rat snarks under his breath. Try reading a book. Brixby stands and straightens himself up. What did you just say to me? Fof quickly replies. I said, um, there it is. Come have a look. The stockier rat folk shuffles to the side giving his brother a better view, gesturing into the small depression he just revealed. Right in there, past the tubes. Brixby squints and leans forward. He places his maimed paw on his brother's shoulder for balance, his eyes catching the slightest twin glints of a reflection in the center of a battered silvery oval. I suppose it looks a bit like a face, I guess. Fof turns to him and says, it's one of the old machines, buried in here. It doesn't look like a gearsman, but I think it's some sort of robot. See further down, I believe this wiring is part of it. He points a thick finger at a brittle, brassy knot before reaching towards it, shouldering forward again. Brixby gently rocks backwards onto his haunches and settles on the earthen floor. Not to buffle your great plan, Fof. But I can't exactly see Two-Tooth clearing dear old dad's debts over a bit of a metal man stuck in a wall. Fof reaches into his belt pocket, blindly rummaging before fishing out a small gleaming metal coil. He replies, his head still in the hole. We may be able to turn it on. And then, I don't know. Come, I need your help with the fiddly bits anyway. Place this here. Just give it. Brixby takes the wire from his brother, reaching in as his deft fingers unspool the pliable material. He begins wrapping it around the corroded terminal that Fof had pointed out. Shaking his head, he starts, There's no way that- Before the stray end of the wire catches and accidentally makes contact with a small burnished plate on the opposite side. The rat folk seizes. A jolt causing a hard contraction of his muscles makes him appear almost statue-like, frozen in his pain. Fof turns in alarm, moving to pull his brother away, and then there's a shrieking groan of metal, and with a shuddering crash, both boys are knocked backwards. The wall in front of them undulates once before ambuscading forward, engulfing them under the crushing weight of the ancient machine's writhing spasms. Lungs deflated, dizzying darkness begins to creep from the corners of Fof's vision as he feels his body begin to yield under the immense pressure. He has no idea where his brother is. 
There is a metallic flexing before the sound of a huge crack and an awful feeling of release that he could only be sure was the weightlessness of death. And then he felt his body roll and realized that he was falling, pitching ever faster into the black. This is Pod Against the Machine. Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pod Against the Machine, the actual play podcast where the thickness of the Pepto-Bismol is only matched by the thickness of the borscht. I'm your host, and here is everyone. Hello. Uh, we're a really viscous podcast. America's most viscous oh God. podcast. It's like my least favorite <laughs> yeah. texture word, and we really <laughs> lock on to all of those things that physically gross me out, and it's so fun everyone it's uh, i really appreciate being here and part of this team and discussing all manner of smooth things see i like the juxtaposition that you're totally fine with the large amounts of body horror that have gone on <laughs> in the podcast so far but those liquids are just so thick okay but are they liquids though they're like yes. creams they're thickwits. Hello. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I had completely forgotten about the borscht, and I was happy with that. No, no, it's just <laughs> so. a little <laughs> Oh, the viscous, capable four. Oh my god, no, please no. <laughs> viscous, creamy four. Stick a spoon in us. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and the bed. podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, last week, our heroes, um, after some debate, stuffed the would-be corpse of Garmin Ulrich that won't stay down in the bag of holding and um, set off on a long, long ride to Algernard's grave. Uh, they got there as the sun was just dipping below the horizon and things were starting to get dark and found stuff just wasn't right. Um, the guards up on the tower said that the fort had been infected with plague and everybody should just leave, but um, they were pretty bad at lying and the very capable fort could see that the courtyard inside the keep was just totally smashed and torn apart. So, you know, sense motive check here, an initiative roll there, uh, turned into a massive gunfight that nobody expected. Uh, Asher jumped up a wall. Um, Brixby knocked out three combatants with a non-lethal saver suck spell. And it just generally went pretty well for the very capable four, other than that gun grit that almost killed Brixby. Maybe next time. And that's where we find ourselves now. There are several unconscious uh, gunslingers with no lips, incidentally, and um, one dead axeman with no lips also. And, you know, night has fallen, and you've got a fort. What's up? <laughs> I guess this is Kingmaker now, so good. <laughs> uh, heel check. 
I have a plus zero, so it's not. It's just going to be underwhelming. Uh, but wanted to do a heal to see if possible. What's going on with the whole like lip situation? All right. Just as a reminder, these three people will wake up. Well, they'll wake up and be blind for a little bit, and then yeah. and then regular wake up. Doesn't it could only get one point less whelming because it's a total of a two. Uh, hmm. Maybe their lips are just really small and we can't see them. <laughs> Well, maybe they ate something really hot. Just too hot. <laughs> if this guy doesn't bleed out, I know you said he went under and he was unconscious and dying. If he stabilizes, Vargas will... Well, I guess whether he stabilizes or not, Vargas will drag him downstairs to the rest of them. And if he does Bouncing stabilize, will, he'll let Hira tie him up. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we should gather whatever remains of their forces and restrain them together. Seems like it's going to be uh, another night watching, keeping vigil on enemies in our own camp. Brixby also looks super wounded. He's <laughs> just going to give a little, like, sad, like, <coughs> the end of that. Uh, yeah. Well, while Vargas goes to get the uh, the corpse of, well, the not quite corpse, body, body, we'll go with body, still alive, of purple. Do you think he would have picked up the gun on the ground that he dropped, or should I plan to go back for that? Yeah, he'll bring everything down. Dope, thanks. Uh, then, yeah, while he's doing that, uh, Asher can walk over and, and throw some boops from the old boop stick on Brixby. Well, Asher says, eyeing the, the well-known bullet wound at this point. I do so hate to see these weapons used against us. And they'll, uh, they'll throw out some D8 plus ones. You took 20? Yes. <laughs> Was that it? Was that the only hit you took, though? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only hit I took. <laughs> the only hit that, like, nearly murdered just, you. Just, just, yeah, one. just one. Just, just one. A, a mu scrage. Six on the first boop. Woo. Five on the second. Right. Ooh, and nine on the last one, Max. Ooh, yeah, that brings me all the way back up to 20, exactly. Did uh, anyone else take any damage? Eh, fine. Although I feel like we've said that before. Uh, Kira will circle back around, but also, can we percept anyone around? Hear, see, smell. Yeah, if you want to roll uh, perception. I will say that the um, guns that these rather grisly, smiling fellows uh, were wielding look like they've basically been homemade, kind of cobbled together pieces of high-tech weaponry, like a pipe from something that's not a gun, uh, bits of junk, everything welded together. And these are mechanically, these are the gunslinger's battered firearm, um, which I believe Asher may be familiar with, in the hands of anyone but the uh, people who made them they are considered broken and they can only be sold for scrap were repaired for the cost of no they, they i don't think the gunslinger's starting firearm can be effectively repaired by anyone but the like it's a weird special item that it's because it's a class feature Interesting. yeah it, it does i'm sorry i was saying yeah it looks like you can only restore and repair your your own that's a bummer yeah they're they're a weird thing Brixby will feel around what I assume to be probably like a chest shot at that for like well over half his health. Feeling now the 
the skin, but no fur at that point. Thank you, Asher. I uh, prefer to be behind you when one of these is in operation. <laughs> now understand what it's like to be on the business side a bit. <clears throat> yep. And also just kind of looks serious for a moment. I am quite glad you were able to get in here. I was worried when the wall came down. I uh, was stronger together, all four of us. Yes, I, I suppose it was best that it was me out there and not any of the rest of us, but at the same time, it, yes, it could have gone really poorly. The two on the tower could have taken their time just raining bullets down upon me. I'm glad I was able to crest this building and join the fight. Although it seems like your arcane prowess was es essential in the fight going as well as it did. Well, I've never successfully done this. You might remember I uh, painted the inside of Garmin's warehouse a couple different colors, but uh, never managed to make a mark on the man himself. Looks uncomfortably at the sack <laughs> at this point, wondering what is even going on in there. <laughs> and then back to the rest of the group. Should we wake one of them up and try to get information? Should we start to survey the fort ourselves? Do we think anyone else is here? They might have come out at the sound. This was not a quiet battle by any means. However, um, they don't seem... He looks down at the like horrific, disfigured visage of these like creatures on the ground, people on the ground. They don't seem to operate with normal... Um, well, rational thinking, should I say. So they might be hiding in the shadows. Let's just not let our guard down too quickly. Mechanically, let's not put our weapons away or anything. I wonder, if these are the Crusaders, then something has turned them insane and perhaps shrunk their lips to very small sizes. But if these are not the Crusaders and someone masquerading simply in their armor, it could be that the true crusaders are here somewhere restrained and unable to you know, join the fight. We should look for more people. And well, I don't think these guys will be moving anywhere, but they might wake up soon. Yeah, so once they're done, as Brix is explaining, with the whole blinded and, and unconscious and stunned thing, they're just stunned and blinded, and then they're just stunned. Their eyes will be open, but they won't be able to do much. That said, let's maybe take everything away from them, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do believe... That if I spend some time, once a day, I can repair one of these firearms, restoring it from the broken condition, per the rules of the game. So if we hold on to them, it'll take a few days, but I may be able to make them usable again. We should certainly stock up on all their ammo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, denial to the enemy is just as sweet as knowing that you're gonna have half a dozen of these handbangers. That guy looks like a straight up out of Arkham Asylum. Like Quite Batman. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I do not care he for it. He really does look like, I mentioned last episode, uh, Conrad Veet in Man Who Laughed. You can see if I can grab a picture of that. He's just got a plague. Yeah. Plague of the smiles. <laughs> well, lipless gun plagues. Well, I don't know. Would that be a separate heel check since I was looking at lips to see if there's plague on them? <laughs> so in from this courtyard, which is strewn with uh, broken down like tents and carts and boxes and things, um, you can see 
that there's the doors to the two guard towers that flank the the gate. You've already been through both of those towers. There's a door off to the west, kind of southwest, attached to like the largest kind of watchtower. And there's a door directly to the south, kind of a, a double door attached to some large building. Um, two doors that open to another building off to the southeast. And then it looks like what used to be like a castle keep to the northeast, but it's kind of a crumpled, burnt-out husk. Like, there was a bad fire there. So I think systematically we are unarming, restraining, and then do we want to leave some people with them? Do we all want to go after we've done that? I mean, if they're restrained, it should be good, especially if Kira does it with her strength and them not able to fight back because they're unconscious. Like, they shouldn't be able to break out of what she can tie them up with. Could we... Tie them to what looks like columns or posts in this burned out section. Yeah. That way they're not able to just kind of like kick themselves up and hobble out all hogtied. Yeah, if you want to bring them over there, it's an outer stone shell of what was an old castle keep, but the wooden interior is gone. Everything in here is effectively difficult terrain. There is a smoldering campfire in the middle of the area, sort of back amongst the ruins. And there's a spit over it with long strips of flesh um, cooking over the um, charcoal. Well, I'm certain that is grass-fed beef. Uh, I'm going to ignore that spit for now and just kind of knowledge engineering on the area in general. Because you know, if it's in this condition and somebody could conceivably just rip themselves free of the column, then it would kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> Someday, uh, in this book, I will roll double digits in a knowledge. Uh, 14 total. Uh, with a 14, I'd say um, seems solid enough. Well, obviously, it's seen better days, but stone is stone, you know? It doesn't burn. The bottom drops out. Uh, took a quick peek in the old loot channel, and I wanted to throw this 4 for my... Uh, knowledge engineering to see if I could determine what those grenades are with a 15. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the if you picked through their gear, uh, you did find on the boss guy a couple of grenades. And uh, 15, I would say, is enough to identify. These are gas grenades, the small cylindrical devices designed to be thrown as splash weapons or fired from a grenade launcher. It must be primed with a quick twist of a dial at one end and then armed with a click of a button. They detonate at the beginning of your next turn. Uh, this particular grenade, when it explodes, it creates a 20-foot spread of foul-smelling toxic gas, and everyone in the area must succeed at a save or be nauseated. Oh, so it's like a stinking cloud. Yeah. Um, Stink bombs. Turn back to Asher when they're, I guess, moving them over. And it's just like, seems like there's a mess of bullets in here. And a few more of those uh, grenades that we have you holding. I don't know if you want to add a couple more to your belt. Seem the best suited for these. I'd be happy to hold on to them. Yeah, the rest of that loot there is uh, five masterwork leather armors, five bucklers, five daggers, five of those gunslinger pistols. 32 bullets, almost as many as bricks can make with one spell. Two of those grenades, six doses of that thick, thick Pepto paste, one masterwork hide armor, and two masterwork hand axes. 
Now, the question about those, is one of them the one that's attached to that dude's hand? Yeah, but it was like a, a jury-rigged <laughs> kind of harness thing um, oh, attached okay. to a stump where, where it yeah. appeared that like he's, his hand was amputated. I was about to say, which one of us uh, cut that off him? <laughs> yeah, I'd love the, like, I mean, it's really gruesome, but if the haft was, like, part radius or something <laughs> like that, it's just fused yeah. to it. Well, I was imagining, like, uh, X-Hand Morgan from One Piece, which I'm probably the only one on the pod who knows who that is. I know it's an anime, but I don't know a whole lot about anime. I've heard of that one. It's it's about pirates, maybe? It's also the best-selling comic book of all time from any country. It's got to be, like, a bajillion episodes, right? Uh, show is almost at a thousand episodes. Um, so this fire is still going. Do we see any other remnants of camping stuff around here? Bedrolls? Anything else? Does it seem like they're set up in this area? Yeah, it looks like these guys have set up off for the night over amongst these ruins here. Well, it seems like a waste to let this uh, camping spot just go unoccupied. Maybe after we clear this out, we could uh, come here, settle down for the night. Maybe throw whatever's off the spit off to the side. Pierce a couple goo tubes, you know. Um, I, I, I do like the seasonal flavor of pumpkin spice abandonment. We have rations. I'll share. Yeah, I actually only have one day's worth of rations left. Nothing feels like nutmeg and a loving partner leaving your life like this goo tube. Team slip. <laughs> Why would I want a dry ration when I could have the thick viscous, refreshingly warm flavor of a goo tube. I would just like to say for listeners, I nauseated my entire family with this whole explanation <laughs> last night. Um, and everyone is aghast at the idea of hot yogurt. <laughs> yes, hot, because I refuse to say warm yogurt. That's gross. No, it's true. I mean, they have non-dairy flavors. I would describe it like hot greased applesauce. But it's great. Mm, yeah. Little bits of peel. It's just ever so slightly chunky. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to all of our listeners who are eating right now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're eating. We're, find the pulpiest orange juice you can imagine and just, just kind of boil it down. Keep it on low on the stove. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe add some cornstarch. Oops, all pulp. <laughs> Cornstarch is perhaps one of the worst powders made to me. I just, it's the worst. It does nothing but make everything bad. I'm so sorry to come in so aggressively with these views on cornstarch. Makes strong non-Newtonian fluids, though. And if you want to do some wacky science, mm -hmm. can't be beat. I went to a thing where you ran across a kiddie pool with cornstarch in it. It was pretty cool. The cornstarch has one use. You're right. I apologize. So Bricks finishes the finer points on non-Newtonian fluids as he is, um, yeah, <laughs> the hot greased applesauce, I believe I said, and the pumpkin spice abandonment are getting crispy. Um, so we all, we all eat a bit before uh, maybe checking to see if there's anybody else yeah. inside this godforsaken place. And I think uh, Vargas would ask Bricks to uh, hit him with a dose or two of the healing gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He may be at 12 out of 35 hit points right now. Remember that I have the wacky gun. 
and that I believe Asher has the good gun. <laughs> has the one that works. Yeah, he doesn't want that one. He wants the wacky one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, the doctor is in in every sense of the term here. Right. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, do you want the D100 rolls first, Sam? Yeah, let's go for it. Right, we got a 29 and a 46 there. Okay. Well. Those are bad. Um, okay, so not not too bad. Uh, minimum uh, value for the healing, basically. Just two points. All right. Makes a little boop noise. Uh, you want to try again? And he kind of looks at where you injected him, and he looks around like he's expecting to see something. He didn't. He goes, oh, yes, it, it didn't heal very much. Can you please do it again? Yeah, it never is the magic is first time, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> definitely not it. Right that's there. probably very bad. Uh, that's a 28 and a 33. We are not coming oh. in very hot on this episode. Just a 3d12 con damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, the better of the two is just basically no effect. It's a spoiled dose. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing there. Shakes it a bit. Looks at the ring. Are you sure this is working? <laughs> yeah, I think there's only a couple more in this cartridge anyway. Uh, one more time here. We might have to call in the big guns as he points over towards Asher. Whoa, oh. daddy. That's a 100. That's got to be a good one. Wow. Um, that is 2d8 plus 2 and re-roll any results of 1. Nice. All right, that's 10 points. I am currently at 24 out of 35. So I do have all of my lay on hands left, all four, uh, <laughs> one I'm saving. Asher's hoping to find the rightful inhabitants and have some healing to go around there. Um, but if we don't find them before we go to bed, I'm not just going to sit on four lay on hands. He's down six and... Vargas is down some. Kira's still down some. Yeah, I'm down 11 still. So just throw Brixby into whatever room we find. Just open the door. <laughs> Toss me in. We'll see how Get it goes. Get on in there, Brix. <laughs> but no, uh, Jeff brings up a really good point. Is that like we have a necessary level of reconnaissance that we need to get done before we go to bed and we can handle all of our healing men. Assumedly, we'll hopefully not get embroiled in any other large gunfights. Yeah, I'm high enough now that I'm comfortable getting into a fight again if we have to. You aren't high enough to be comfortable. He just, like, looks and strokes the gun a bit before putting it back. <laughs> Distantly, some riffs from the doors play. Did we bring Kira's horse over here? It sits in the pile of dead bodies. <laughs> no, I dragged it by accident. And then I couldn't get rid of what it. What do you think's gone on the spit? <laughs> Fire day is still outside, but uh, at least during the combat. The, the thought of opening the portcullis and letting an escape route be around for them wasn't something I wanted to do. So I've left the portcullis down until we've kind of cleared the place and decide what we want to do. That's a trained horse. It shouldn't wander off. Nah. Fire day's halfway back to Torch by now. No, no. I rode <laughs> it on fire day. I'm going to ride out on fire day. Where do we want to go? Do we want to go, uh, like, uh, is it Wittershins? Do we want to go counterclockwise? We go clockwise. How do we want to do this? Clockwise. So, uh, yeah, leaving 
Nathan and Fire Day. And what are the other two horses' names? Strata and Thea. <laughs> <laughs> and then, all right. So our squad of super horses are, I would imagine, are all just kind of around the gang of people that are all tied up together, Scooby-Doo villain style. One would say they're horsing around. <laughs> no. <laughs> One would not say that. So I guess we're going to just come up to the door. Check it out. Uh, does it look locked? Um, it feel locked. It doesn't look locked, but it does feel locked. All right. Um, Brixby will first check to see if it's trapped. Uh, 10 on the die, that's a 19. It'd be a 20. That's high tech or mechanical. That doesn't appear to be trapped. All right. Pulling out his masterwork thieves tools. Um, he will be rolling 1d20 plus 12 on this. With a 14, that's a 26 to open the door. And that pops the lock. So you're free to open the door. So Brixby uh, will open the door and step to the southeast. Actually, you know what? He'll just step in. You know what? He's the most healed. Why not? Let's have fun. Brixby goes right through that door. Pretty sure your most healed is still lower than my not most healed, but you know what? (laughs) We'll trust it. And also just push in right behind you. (laughs) Stepping through the door, uh, you come into a small stone room. There's another door opposite, and it looks like you are in the sort of entrance hall to a chapel of some kind. There's a set of double doors on the southeast side that hang slightly ajar on broken hinges, and a person-sized dust cake stone statue of Sarenray standing in the alcove on the northwest side. Interesting. Did we know this was a temple to Serenre when we started? We knew it was like a garrison. Yeah, I mean, you know it's a crusader garrison, and they're often dedicated to Serenre, Iomade, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Desna. Cool, cool, cool. Then I guess I'll check the double doors opposite of this, unless anybody wanted to do anything devout, religious, or caring with the statue. Nash will just tip his hat respectfully at the statue. And uh, Bricks will examine this door. The door doesn't look like it could be locked even if you tried it's broken off its hinges and it's kind of hanging it'll give with a quick shove he'll just take out the masterworks thieves tools and then just kind of push it over with the tools <laughs> just <laughs> all right yeah i think it's unlocked as the door creaks as you push it open you almost hear this a sort of sound like crying it sounds like there's a man crying but open the door and you don't see anything at all. I think someone might be hurting you. In this um, room, as you open up, it is indeed a chapel, but the roof is caved in in places, and there's piles of rubble all along the walls uh, that look like you'd have to sort of climb over them. It's an old ruined chapel to Serenray that looks like it's been abandoned for years and years now, and there's this sense as you step in here that someone's watching you. Would a 14 perception be able to kind of pinpoint any better where that sound is coming from the crying? Like what part of the room? It's almost like it's all around you. It's just like... (laughs) 
uh, the 60-foot cone of detective evil just kind of washing it around the room in all directions. Any, any uh, auras? Ah, no, no aura of evil. I think Kira is going to move closer to the center of the room, just looking for... I mean, I've, we've established there's nothing there, but she'll looking. Hello? Is everyone okay? We're helping. Hi, I'm Kira. Just as for good measure. And um, as you call out from the center of the room, you just hear back as the sobbing builds up to a crescendo, and it's just the most painful mournful wailing sound of despair just like I need will saves from everyone oh no uh is this a spell or spell like ability it is not is it a fear based something uh it is indeed fear based I think we might be fighting a haunt trying to find my dc this feels very haunty where's my dc Okay, so what did um, Brixby get? Brixby rolled a 14 for an 18. That's a fail. Um, how about <laughs> Vargas? Whoa. Vargas got a 17. That's also a fail. How about Kira? Ugh. Uh, what, 17 on the die plus 4 plus 1 for my... Um, surprise dagger thing I brought with me from Parda, which I would have more words on if I wasn't concerned about everyone else dying. So it's a will save fear based something something sky metal. I'm going to put in the regular, the real words here. 23. 23, Sam. 23. All right, 23. That's a pass. And how about Asher? I'm hoping it's a bell curve where a low or a high number passes. Because <laughs> uh, consistently rolling hot garbage for a total of a nine so that's a fail so let's start with a roll for initiative why don't we i'm just gonna roll a little bit of initiative here and how about um kira um 18 on the die for a 23 nice 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 and um asher a dirty 20. I found double digits, Sam. Nice. And Vargas? Uh, Vargas got a 19. Wow. Everybody's feeling fast. And Brixby? Brixby also got a 19 with a plus 3 as my knit modifier. Uh, what's Vargas's knit modifier? Uh, Vargas is a plus 2. Right, so Brixby ahead. Okay, so now that we've solved that and a ghostly figure appears before you hanging in the air i'm gonna just pop a little picture of him up on the screen it looks like it's thor a human man um <laughs> a little bit on the older side but he's whited out and translucent he's wearing crusader armor he's got the full helmet of a crusader of saren ray and he's wearing like a, a robe like he is uh, he's dressed like a paladin but Obviously, he looks a little bit like a ghost there. Now, there was the matter of that whale. A couple people failed that save, and those people who failed that save are frightened. Just two rounds. Let's talk about frightened, Sam, on this escalation of shaken and frightened and panicked and whatnot. What do us three out of four frightened 
brave heroes do. Well, you're not panicked, so that's good. But frightened creatures flee from the source of their fear as best they can. Mm -hmm. If unable to flee, they will fight. Effectively, the thing that matters right now is that for the next two turns, you get a minus two on all attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and you have to run away from the ghostly figure in this room as fast as you can. At the maximum speed that you can do. <laughs> yeah. No big, no big. Which means it'll take us twice as long to get back. Ugh. Remember when Kiro was like, I'm fine. Now she's the only one not running away. Um, so, uh, Kira's turn is first. Okay, um, is this, it looks scary, but is it threatening us? Aside from everyone's frightened, but, like, I don't, she wouldn't know that yet, would she? No one is running away? Unless they've all announced, I'm frightened! <laughs> um, she probably wouldn't really know, um, that it's done anything aggressive. You know, it hasn't moved to attack. It doesn't have a weapon out. It's just a weird floating ghostly thing. God, is she going to try? I feel like she's just going to try and communicate with it and be like, hey, are you okay? Have you ever seen a ghost before? I don't think she's probably never seen a ghost thing before. So she will draw, or I guess she still has her sword out because of that's, that's prepared. She'll move over slightly just and instinctually kind of putting herself between this thing and her friends and talk to it. Hey, are you crying? Are you hurt? What's wrong? Oh, this is such a bad idea. Oh, Kira. Oh, no. You got this. Tenderness wins. <laughs> we'll see. It worked well. It worked in that one, you know, in our practice game. Right there. Uh, roll to, to comfort. Uh, if you want to roll a uh, diplomacy. Mm, I do. What's your craft pottery looking like? I mean, I couldn't tell you, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. I'm going to roll a, let's see, diplomacy. Let's come, let's say a two. That feels, that feels right. Okay, so if we go pretend it's two, that's going to be a 16 to gently comfort this ghost thing. I'm, I'm sorry if you're sad. We, we just want to help. I am Kira. And the ghostly guy floats right up in your face and he says it was for you that i came north saren ray why couldn't you protect justinia why did you send me away from her and um that's it and we're on to asher's turn now asher a little bit scared right now yeah uh that's a big bummer uh but asher uh as has been discussed previously as a positive thing now faces the repercussions of not having aura of courage and not being immune to fear <laughs> and thus will flee out of the doors of this chapel and just as he's frightened Kira save yourself and will <laughs> uh, flee back out of the room his full complement of his movement it does say at least what I was looking at that once you no longer perceive any source of fear you can act as normal does that mean that i only have to do a single move since i can get out of the building uh, and then just kind of take deep breaths yeah probably since since you can get out yeah uh he will do that and although he is frightened uh i think i should be able to do still a knowledge relige on this little ghosty ghost sure why not well i did ask for double digits 
so 11 plus 5 for a 16. Well, 16 is the absolute bare minimum to tell you that you're looking at a ghost. <laughs> it is a ghost. Kaldira, protect me. Is that it for Asher? Yeah, I think since he's not panicked, he's he's just kind of staying there, out where it's safe. And if the fear-causing source moves closer, he'll run farther. All right. And that takes us to Brixby. I was planning on just zoinking, because that's a ghost, uh, Sam. But uh, I'm also going to throw uh, Knowledge Religion at that bad boy. Yeah, we're just zooming out of there at the Hanna-Barbera noise. Oh, worst. Rolled a three. So looking over his rat shoulder as he just is crying and peeing himself <laughs> as he leaves the chapel. He uh, really just can't get over it. And uh, throws a 12 for his knowledge of religion. Yeah, could be anything. But he goes and joins Asher outside with that, like... Yeah, just really needed some air. It was very intense in there. Totally a brave thing that you and I just did. I ran in fear. (laughs) (laughs) But I applaud your bravery. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be my turn. I have nothing to do once I'm outside. All right, and Vargas. Okay, so first things first. Uh, that is an 18 relige. That can be anything. Jeff's didn't. Um, 18 is not enough to get you anything useful. I mean, it's a it's a ghost of a human. Looks like a paladin, but it's a ghost. Yeah. Okay, so then his uh, feet turn into cartoon blurred circles, and he shoots out of the room to that, like, Hanna-Barbera sound of, like, (laughs) running. And winds up behind these guys. And now we're on Kira, who is all alone in this ruined, crumbled statue. All of your friends just took off, probably screaming, crying. There's trails of urine. Just all over the floor, and it's just and and I I think that Vargas actually tried to shove you into the ghost as he was going. It was yeah. Oh, it was bad. Take her instead. <laughs> I mean, Asher did yell, "Kira, save yourself!" Here, run away. Save yourself, but just a little slower than I saved myself. Okay, let's see. So, I mean, Kira's just seen all of her new friends run away in fear. She is concerned. Perhaps not willing to turn her back on this thing that potentially just frightened all of her friends, but I don't know. Can I, I want to like back up to the door and be like, hey, are you guys okay? And then maybe cast a shield. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Just back right up to that door. Sort of facing the, the ghost thing. Sort of just lean up against it and see if she can hear them. <laughs> like, hey, no one's hurt, right? Did we plan a surprise thing? Did someone forget to tell me? Okay, I'm gonna hang out here, but don't die. Um, And as she's saying this, is kind of like remembering seeing Brixby do his shield the other day, and we'll also call hers up. And that's, uh, I'm sure I'm not gonna regret this. That's gonna be my turn. And um, the ghost is gonna rush after you. Um, Just get right back in your face again and he's just like why 
Why? Why would you take me away from Dustinia? Why did you do it? She needed me. Saren Ray! And he doesn't attack. He just... He just does big sad at you. And Asher? Uh, so now that I'm out of dynamic lighting, I can't quite see where uh, Mr. Ghost is located. Am I now perceiving the source of fear and having to flee farther? Uh, you could probably hear him shouting, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, he will then just run back closer to his horse. He feels you know, safe around fire day. And then once he's 30 feet farther away or so, he'll just, he'll just, uh, like he wants to be brave. And, you know, that's the unfortunate dice rolled nature of the game of like, but I'm a hero, but also I'm a furred. He's, he's just biding his time for the opportune moment, which mechanically could be next turn. And yeah, that's, that's it for, for Mad Ups. All right. And Brixby. Uh, as if linked by some sort of arcane kismet, Brixby will also do the similar circular motion and cast shield on himself because he's too scared to go back inside, but not too scared to protect himself. And that's my turn. And Vargas. Uh, Vargas, similar to Asher, is going to go basically a normal turn's worth of movement, and then he starts to go... Wait, and starts heading back and ends up back in the square that he left off in. <laughs> and Kira. Okay, no one has come back, but no one has said, hey, I'm dying. And this thing in front of her is real sad, which she's feeling compelled to do something about. I'm, can I make, let's see, okay, making a roll is like just a thing you can do, right? It's not a standard or anything. Right. Knowledge, religion, pretty sure that's a... Oh, I don't have knowledge religion. I'm not even going to roll. JK, JK. She has no idea what's going on here, but she can recognize this thing is upset. Would she know is a common knowledge that the statue guy is the person whose name you keep saying? Um, I think, And the person whose name he keeps saying. Yeah, I think Saren Ray is, is a common enough uh, goddess that, yeah, Kira would know. Okay. Okay, so she's going to walk toward the statue. Sorry, everyone. No, you guys will be fine. Uh, so she moves toward the statue and then sort of stands to the side um, and, like, <laughs> looks back at the ghost and is like, you're talking to, to, to that? To that thing? I don't... I don't know if it can help you, but... Um, I don't, I'm sorry you lost someone. If you can hear me, maybe we can help find her, and that feels like six seconds of talking. And he um, floats up to the doors... And he just stops there, and he's just floating in there, uh, in the doorway. Like, that's as far as he can go. And Asher, you are up, and you are no longer scared. Hmm, perfect. Asher then will, bravely, now that he's kind of been the gentleman ladies first sort of situation, uh, he will return and kind of just move into uh, back into the front of the chapel next to the statue since he wants to try and talk to the ghost but had to use more than one moves to be able to get in there have to wait another turn to try and diplomacy so that's it just a big old brave double move yeah sure and Brixby 
Brixby will draw the magic missile wand and then move to the like open door and just be there because he's not as brave as Asher. So you're saying maybe Brixby is still mechanically shaking? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Brixby minus two. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. He's not nearly as brave as Asher. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And Vargas. Okay, Vargas says, okay, let's try this again. And he is, I'm just gonna do that so I can see this room. I think he gets here <laughs> and he sees that like, Kira and the ghosts are just kind of staring at each other. So he's gonna wait and see what happens. Because I do not have a good uh, diplomacy. So I'm not going to attempt to aid anything. He's just gonna not make it worse. Alright, back to Kira. Gonna try and calm him down again? Um, she seems, she's seen Asher do enough diplomatic stuff. She can pick on pick up on that. Uh, so we'll move back. Uh, back up to the door again, kind of thinking like, well, I'm not afraid of the ghosts, and I can just stand up here and be nice to my friends. But also not blocking Brixby just in case we need to shoot something. Okay, wait. Is there an action I can take to help Asher's role in the future and be like hey Asher you're so diplomatic yeah you could do like aid another with diplomacy cool I'll do that do I need to roll for that or yeah because it has yeah. to be a 10. 10 that is a 10 uh exactly which I think makes it like a 12 or something so um yeah so Kira will move up I look back at Asher and be like hey are you okay and then before he can answer um sometimes you're better at talking to people than me so uh you go do that yay and that's my turn. And the uh, ghost is just floating there in the doorway, staring at all of you like he's like there's an invisible wall between you and him. And he doesn't do anything at all. And Asher is up. Asher will just take a five-foot step up next to Jarrell and Izzy. Asher will, because he's heard the screams, that's what drove him to fear. He'll, he'll call out to the ghost and say, Noble Crusader! I know not what has transpired here, nor the fate of your Justinia. Please, we can discuss this, and perhaps we may yet be able to assist you. If you could calm down, and we can talk, you and I. I'm also a paladin, so you know, maybe a circumstance bonus. Uh, going to mint chocolate crit. Four in the dice for uh, 14. He reaches out his ectoplasma can to strangle Asher. <laughs> And uh, he dies. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> the the pile of dice here that I've just rolled garbage and been set aside. Uh, I'm at ten now. Wow. Ten, ten d20s that have failed <laughs> over the last you know session and this session. So so yeah, that's looking good. It's looking good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll just he'll stand there feeling uh you know like maybe next turn. Steve Rogers, I can do this all day, etc. <laughs> oh no, including the A, that was a 16. So, oh, that makes all the difference yeah. in the world. He was probably. gonna strangle Asher, and then was like, ah, yes, cool. So Justinia was a fine foxy lady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brixby. Uh, Brix is gonna take one shaking step into the room holding the wand of magic missile but not like out just kind of clutched to his chest in a sort of wimpy way that's all he's doing 
That's it. And Vargas. Not a brave man. Uh, well, I have a uh, minus two, so I'm not going to attempt any kind of diplomacy. Uh, can't make another religion check, so that's not going to work. There's honestly really nothing he could do at this point other than attack the ghost, and I don't think we want to do that, so... He is just gonna... I guess he's gonna look to ask, look between Asher and Kira and say, Can either of you... Have you figured out what it wants yet? What it's doing? It's still a work in progress. But I feel like we're, we're getting there. Building rapport takes time, but... Feel free to explore the rest of the keep while Kira and I uh, perhaps s- sit down with this ghostly fellow, and that's way past like free action. Yeah. yeah, that's more than six seconds of talk, but yeah, that's all he does <laughs> is he basically just asks Asher if he has any idea what's going on, because he's out of his element here. And that takes us to Kira. Uh, okay, I don't, I mean, okay, Kira doesn't want to leave this crying person, but it's also super limited in what she can do. I... Gonna make another diplomacy chat. Uh, what? What? I wonder if I go back inside. What happens? All right, I'm trying it. I'm doing it. This could be terrible, but maybe not. Could be it terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think she's gonna try. She looks over at Asher, who's ha- also had no luck, and is like, "Okay, hang on." She's going to move in past the door. Am I? Am I AOO'd? Nope, not AOO'd. Great. Okay, so I'm gonna stand next to it still with an eyesight of her friends and offered a sticker she'll say you can choose <laughs> you can have second tallest if you want and let's call that a diplomacy roll so it's not just a flavor sticker i think i should have a roll for stick no that's 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 a six so this guy hates stickers only you'd splurge on the ghost touch stickers <laughs> Just tries to put it on them and just passes through. I mean, up until this moment, you it didn't even really seem like he could hear you when you were talking to him. Um, and, like, he seemed to be sort of aware that there were other beings in the room and, like, he was kind of trying to communicate with you, but, like, he didn't visibly react to any of your words until Asher said the word paladin. And then he turned his head and he looked right at Asher and it seemed to process his presence there and seemed to assess him. And then he steps up and he reaches a hand across the threshold. And I'm gonna use the uh, big wooden die for this one. Uh, that's a nine versus touch. So I assume that that doesn't do it. No, I mean, I, I don't know why you need to roll just to shake my hand. It feels excessive. But, uh, <laughs> but no, that doesn't that doesn't connect. All right. Well, the ghost has just whiffed on trying to do something, and um, Asher, that's this cold, shadowy, translucent presence just try to do something to you. Uh, Asher is going to stand up straight and just look this ghostly figure in the eye and say, "Compose yourself, Paladin of Serenray. We can talk this through. There's no need for." Hostile actions, and a little more assertive, but still going with the diplomacy and not trying to intimidate a ghost. That just seems foolish. Uh, going for the Norse Foundry Sandstorm D20. Oh, one better. A five on the die. For a 15, which is actually one worse than the aided roll last turn. But I feel, I feel like we're bonding now. Uh, so this is good. 
Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's his whole turn. All right, and how about Brixby? Brixby is going to ready, and if the ghost does something very evidently aggressive and not ambiguously aggressive, he will fire off a magic missile at it. All right, and Vargas? Just saw something in the chat that made me think, I have a plus two to intimidate. wonder if that would be any better than, since it seems clear we're not having tr- much luck with... Uh, oh, actually, it might be better to save it for an aid for uh, Kira if she intimidates, because I think she has even higher. Uh, so right now, he's just going to angrily glare at the ghost from the other side of the doorway. Did you roll to aid? Oh, is she rolling? Okay. I was going to aid her when she said she was rolling. Uh, yeah, I aid. Sorry. And Kira. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, so so mechanically speaking, or I guess narratively speaking, um, Kira's trying to talk to the ghost. She offers a sticker. It doesn't seem to work, but she does look, see, it, notice Asher and, like, reach out toward him. Um, I don't know if she's able to interpret that as, like, a hostile move, but it is enough to kind of get her to be like, hey, focus up, buddy, um, which I think she will actually say something like, uh, <laughs> I know you're upset and, and scared and confused, and we want to help, but we can't do that if you hurt us. If you try to hurt my friends again, I think I'm going to have to be less friendly, and that's not going to be fun for anybody. Roll to intimidate? <laughs> So menacing. So menacing. You can really feel the plus 10 in that one. Ooh, that's a 17 uh, plus 10. So 27 to intimidate. Plus another two. Plus another two. (gasps) Is it scary? Do I scare the ghost? Oh, I want to scare a ghost. So that's a total of a 29. 29. That's so scary. Come on. That is super, super scary. And you role played it. So scary. The problem is that ghosts are immune to... Ugh, those jerks. Yeah, mind-affecting effects, which um, Intimidate is technically, I believe, a mind-affecting fear effect. Would you would you like me to intimidate him physically? <laughs> you shove him? Just, a, just a, yeah, <laughs> hey, you, and then pushes him against a wall. <laughs> So, um, since Asher had the, um, decency to not move out of the way, he's gonna reach out again, and this time it's a 16 versus touch? Yeah. Yeah, that, that beats the old 14 touch AC. I'm excited. What's he gonna do? Is this, like, a touch of good, touch of law? Like, what's his um, paladin ability? Might want to make a fortitude save. No. Oh, not a fort save. <laughs> I mean, how firm is this handshake? The natural one uh, for oh, a no. dirty 10. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Sam's face is the worst face. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> wow. I went for like 40 plus episodes. I don't know that I'd fail to save, period. And I failed two tonight. So this was a, this was a big one. So um, Asher is uh, racked with an immense pain as his body is surrounded by corrupted energies that seek to tear him to pieces from the inside out. Uh, 
Yeah, so that is going to be a total of 25 damage um, from the corrupting touch of this ghost. And uh, I think that'll trigger Brixby's uh, attack. Only half the attack. Uh, wow. Well, looking good for me on the roll 20 front. That's two fours on both of my fours, so that's max damage. Ten damage from two magic missiles. Nice. Nice. So those do um, hit the ghost, and they seem to do damage. And Asher, who just took a really bad hit, is up. Asher is at exactly zero, uh, but still vertical, and will swift action expend a lay on hands on himself, as he is racked with this pain and he'd screamed out uh, in agony. He does look up, have the have the sense to look up at Akira through the doorway and say, "I don't know if the spirit can leave this place." It may be too powerful for us. Uh, four points of healing, and now that he is not at zero, should be able to move back, presumably <laughs> out of the reach of this thing. <laughs> and he will take a five foot. Well, no, he's going to move back out, and from the outside, just call to this ghost and say, You claim that Serenray did this to you. She'd be ashamed. To see what you've become. Not rolling anything. Just being me. Just... <laughs> no, he's just a paladin. Just, I mean, yeah, ghost. But like a, a mean paladin ghost just <laughs> nearly killed him. Uh, it reached through the door, right? Yeah, it reached across the threshold. Okay. All right, and Brixby is up. Uh, I think Brixby is going to just kind of shuddering send off another couple of uh, magic missile shards here do, do, do. Oh, oh not nearly as nice that's only five damage this time right. and still hits him and seems to do damage mark these off here and that is my turn and Vargas all right uh, Vargas swift action is going to use another point of arcane pool to empower his arm he is going to take a five foot step to be up in the doorway and he is going to roll I just have to get a 15 to cast arcane mark there's a 19 on the die with a plus 7 so that definitely made that I just saw him in the other place going, oh god, what are you doing? But I'm figuring if I can distract it with a weapon that might actually hurt it, Kira can escape and then we can all run away. Uh, so he is going to cast Arcane Mark, and thanks to his ability, he can make a, instead of the normal touch with that, he gets to make a punch attack. So that will be... Probably not a hit. Is that a six? No, that's a nine. Uh, so that actually might hit. Uh, so that is plus seven, but then minus two. So that is a 14 against regular AC. Uh, 14 will not hit. Okay. And then he will make his regular attack. Also take the minus two. Uh, that is a 15 on the die. Plus size. That is a 20. 
A 20 will hit. Seven points of damage, and it is magical. So does it look like any of that went through? Um, yeah, but not all of it. Um, okay. I mean, he's incorporeal, so mechanically speaking, it does half. And Kira is up. Oh, and free action as he's doing this, he'll say, Kira, get out of there. But, but what a, uh, uh, okay, fine. And Kira will reluctantly heed <laughs> the word of her friend. Because, yeah, this, um, this looks not great. So just get shimmy out past here. Um, and it may or may not. AOO, I think we decided it. Well, it hasn't done that yet. I don't know if it can't. It hadn't done it before, but, um. But now it's mad. Yeah, it's, it's pretty mad. Okay. Well, then I'm going to move my full over here next to, no, not next to Brixby, not in the way of Asher. Um, and probably not as far as she should be going, but she has me past it, so attack away. I got a nat 20 on the attack of opportunity. All right. Um, so the confirm roll is only a 12 <laughs> versus touch. Okay. Uh, no, touch is 15. Okay. So uh, fortitude save. Hey, don't fail this. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, is this, this is fear? Is this is fear? Is this fear? No, this is not fear. Got it. Okay, for 12? 12's not very good. Uh, so you're going to take all of this. Oh, oh, no, this is not looking great. Okay, it's less fine. Oh, my God, I'm not raging. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to remember fine. to do that. Okay, oh, fine. Actually, exact same damage, 25 once more as uh, Kira explodes in pain as her body seems to be <laughs> tearing itself apart from the inside. Yeah. So these corrupting energies just do massive, massive damage. Hey, it's still my turn, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was an AOO. All right, so I'm going to rage now. Kira sees this thing attack Asher and immediately goes from like, hey, this is cool to, uh, we told, I told you to be nice and you're not being nice. Um, probably starts to move to attack it, but before she can, Vargas is like, runs, so she's like, okay, I think that's a bad idea, fine. Um, doesn't, refuses to run all the way, but does get out past it. And in this, it like grabs her, she screams once um, and, is fully panicked for a minute, and then kind of this this like otherworldly sort of she's like just a what's that like a trance comes over her um, as she goes into a rage and without like before even reaching for her sword just like puts out a hand and fires exactly one magic missile that is pink. <laughs> okay, that's like three points of damage, which is <laughs> underwhelming. But hey, we gotta hit in. Oh, I also should. All the HP. The best part is magic missile does full damage against ghosts. Haha! So Dumb ghosts. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's her turn. She does not look great, but magic missile! Yay! Nice. And now the ghost is gonna reach out to touch Vargas. That's a twenty-four. <laughs> against touch. Against touch, yes. Yeah, believe it or not, that's a hit. Uh, why don't you roll that fortitude save? It's a good thing we're not playing 2e. Please pass this. Okay, that is a natural 19. (laughs) So Nice. With a plus 7, that is a 26 fortitude. Okay, so half damage for Vargas. Wow. 
So half of 22, 11 damage for Vargas as, you know, he explodes in pain, but he's used to it. That's kind of his thing. That, that 24 <laughs> earlier then was average, not max, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. All right, so we're back up to Asher. Uh, Asher is, for the first time, going to draw the plus one Inferno pistol that they took from Mayanda. But since he's still not sure yet whether the creature can leave the building, he is going to just take another five-foot step kind of to the northeast here uh, and ready... Well, I guess just to the north. Uh, and ready to shoot if the creature can pass through the doorway and starts to leave on his next turn. Because he'll go before Asher. So if it looks like he's going to walk out and try and keep chasing us to murder, then he's going to fire. All right. And Brixby. Uh, Brixby's going to do the opposite. He's going to let loose one more salvo of magic missiles before stepping out the door to go join Asher. So, uh, two and a one, oh, plus two on there. So that's another five damage to the ghost. And Brixby will step out uh, just a little bit to the southeast of Asher, kind of on the other side of the door. Uh, while he's leaving, he'll shout, good time for a retreat, yeah? And that's my turn. And that takes us to Vargas. Uh, Vargas is going to full withdrawal just to this doorway. He is not going to walk all the way out because he's going to see whether this thing follows us or not. And that will be his turn. All right, and Kira. Uh, yeah, Kira still in a rage that you just get the sense maybe if she wasn't raging, she'd be screaming in pain or just crying. Um, but she is, so uh, <laughs> I think hearing um, Rixby say like, hey, what's about she's, she says nothing, just kind of moves in that direction also. Um, I don't want to, I can't see where Asher is. I don't want to stand in front of you. So we'll move over here next to Rixby. And that's my turn. All right. And it comes to the ghost turn. And he stands impotently in the doorway, uh, staring at Vargas as the only one he can see. But he makes no further move to come any closer. As the, as the ghost stares Vargas down from just about 15 feet away, maybe even reaching slightly across the uh, corridor like he could just grab him. I'm going to bed. <sighs> okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, cool. God. <laughs> so cool. So, yeah, super cool. He was not cool. Hard against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Uh, okay. I feel like I panicked and missed that one, but no, <laughs> Jeff hates.
Second claps. As long as there's a noise, it'll work. Ugh, yeah. Don't join that noise. team. <laughs> yeah, don't join Team Logic. <laughs> we hate that team. It's all about team feelings. I, you're joking, but I love a team feel. Mm, oh. I will think of another way to phrase that. No. Fra- it's fine. That's, that's on the recording. <laughs> yep, that's going straight into the app right there. It might even well, no, be the title. My, my microphone, it clipped all over that one, so we got to cut that Craig out. Craig got it. No, it's fine. We'll keep Craig's in. Don't worry. It's way less tired on the West Coast. It's ti- It's less tired. That's what it is. The it coast is less, is less tired over here where words thrive. <laughs> and I'm alive. Well, uh, at least the West Coast isn't physically transported into the game. I mean, Izzy and Jiro are facing down an actual ghost now somehow. It's so bizarre. And they're on the East Coast. Anywho, uh, 